Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Not you, Melissa. Welcome to those of you who are listening to... I was going to make this an MLM pitch. Welcome to the first day of your rest of your life. You are about to be on the path of independence where you work for yourself. But we are a team of synergy. We're a family. And you don't ever, ever turn your back on family. (laughs) 
or else. <laughs> now, we're doing a blood pact and you're signing away your life rights. And if you uh, argue, we will send you on a ship similar to Scientology. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't believe that they've been getting away with this for so long. With the MLMs? Scientology specifically. Oh. Yeah, they've we have got dirt on people, so that's why. Yeah, I guess we could start our own cult. <laughs> we have dirt on people. I want dirt on like negative people, though. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't want to. We wouldn't want to like induct you know. any of you into a cult. No, yeah. you guys are you. You are all wonderful. Most mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> that doesn't say. Mm. Most of you. <laughs> Most of you. And here's the thing: the people who aren't wonderful. They don't know. They think they're in that group. And then everybody else who's very self-aware is going to be like, oh, my gosh, is it me? Of course it's not you. If you're questioning if it's about you, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Unless you just love J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. That was so weird. The thing is, we haven't let anybody into the Facebook group. I know. A long time. So they'd been sitting there for a minute. Yeah. Some people... What's that quote from the Joker? Some people just want to watch the world burn. If yeah. I was a straight white man, I would... Or actually, to be fair, if I was a man, I'd be able to really come through with that. That's like every man's like the only impression they can do. <laughs> like every man is just like the Joker. My Joker impression. Hi, welcome to Don't Play Me. We are an amazing, wonderful, fantastic podcast. I am Megan. I am Melissa. And together, we are... <laughs> The two, the two uh, devils on your shoulders who also have like little angel wings because the angel wings are cute. I think angel wings and horns. <gasps> maybe that is our promo. But maybe that's a photo shoot for us. Yes. I love it. That's really right. Good. Yeah. Because like, here's the thing. Like, does the devil actually have a tail? Like, is it, what is the devil? The devil is a fallen angel. So like. In the Bible, no, but like in the depiction that people have, yes, the devil okay. has a tail. Because I think the cute parts of like an angel, like a halo in like drawings, like very cute, but like in practicality, you like attach like a pipe cleaner, like it's looking yeah. a little wonky. So like horns, like cute, but wings mm-hmm. also cute. So like yeah. we get the pick and choose. Yeah, I like that. Me I like too. that a lot. Anyways, we are an advice podcast where we give wonderful, life-changing, amazing advice to people who ask for it because unsolicited advice is for bitches and scum. Well, no, bitch is a good word for scrubs and scum. Like, what's another (laughs) S word? So we give solicited advice. We give the advice we'd like to see, see in the world. So tough love but it comes from a good place and um if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com gotta keep it under three minutes or you'll be cut off let us know your pronouns if you are comfortable and if you are 18 or over you're solid but if you're under 18 gotta have your parents permission and then how can people get the much coveted diamond if you want the diamond, you've got to keep your call under three minutes, as Megan already said. You should write it down, practice it, rehearse it, say it a few times. Those are all the same words as practice. They all mean the same thing as practice. But some people, you know, aren't getting that in their minds. Also, do not be don't do it while you're driving in a car. Don't do it when you're around a cow. Don't do it when you're in, in a noisy area, please. If you're in a car, please be parked. 
no radio on, the car isn't on, and quiet. And then put as much detail in there as possible. Also, if you mess up, you can, if you're calling in, then you can, you know, hang up and start over. And if you're doing a voice memo, just delete it. We'll never know the difference. Also, with your voice memos, please use an MP3 file, which someone just sent us a message on Instagram that asked, what should they do? And I appreciate that. Always ask a question. Mm -hmm. We reiterate this in every episode. And I will say, I think we've gotten a lot of people who listen and it has reflected and we've given out, you personally have given out more diamonds than not. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> You've been not. Been what? Been not giving them out. We've never had better calls. That, yes, you know I will mean? say we've never had better calls. So I did say last episode that I was raising the bar for yes. diamonds. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Also, for some reason, people, we have another podcast in case you don't listen to it called But Am I Wrong? Please go listen to it. But for some people think that if they write into But Am I Wrong, then they can call don't blame me for an update. That's not how it works. Two separate shows, separate ways. So if you want advice, don't blame me. If you want to know if you're wrong, but am I wrong? And hey, if you have an update for but am I wrong, send us an email and maybe yeah. we'll want to talk and hear about it. But advice is here. So what's new with you? I've been directing an audiobook. I forgot. I haven't done one in a month. And in that month, I forgot how much labor is mentally um and yesterday i was completely wiped out Oof. but i'm good what's new with you moving when this comes out you'll be in your new home yeah it'll be like the first week that we are there which is wild so i'm excited definitely stressed i had the most vivid dream last night that i don't remember all of it but i do remember like joe jonas and sophie turner were there and then like i don't know it was like a lot of weird stuff but i woke up and i felt like even now it's been hours since i've been awake and i just feel like you ever have like in a dream where like you're like a dynamic duo or you're like with a group of people that like now i feel like if i saw joe jonas and sophie turner i would be like you definitely had to have had a dream about me as well because like mm we were so close that like now mm -hmm. I feel like we're friends yeah. and it's all because I saw fucking Joe Jonas TikTok right before I went to bed. Yeah. So I think it was like a fine dream. Like that's what I remember. Like I don't remember being bad. So it's not like when I had that reoccurring dream that Selena Gomez was trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. And that was just like so specific and like she didn't deserve all of the fear I had of her every time I would see her face on like glamour or Vogue. I think <gasps> so didn't she have a knife in those dreams? It was essentially like one of those horror movies where like someone just like is, keeps trying to kill you. And it was like my final destination was Selena Gomez. Like she was just like tracking me in like every which way she could to come kill me. And that's why I stopped taking melatonin. <laughs> Anyways. Right, um, let's get into the update. Woo! So the show that I'm calling to update about is the one where I told a story about how my boyfriend at the time, now ex, cheated on me with a succubus sex witch and sex workers. And we had bought a house together. And at the time, I was in the process of figuring out what to do with the house. We talked about how I was going to make a YouTube video all about it. And at the time, I was actually living with my parents until I could figure out my new living situation. And that was over a year ago, I think, mm -hmm. at this point. So fast forward, I did get an apartment. And then recently, 
I got, uh, it's like I upgraded a little bit. So living situation is all good. The reason I called about the update, what made me think about it, was I only just now was able to sell the house. So he fought me tooth and nail for however long it's been since that last update. And we ended up having to go to a small claims court thing situation. <sighs> I don't know all the details about how that worked legally because that's what I had a lawyer for. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it worked out. We ended up selling the house, which was a whole other thing because in COVID times, even if two people are on the title of the house on the deed and everything on the loan, you only need one person's permission to put your loan in forbearance. What does that mean? So a loan in forbearance necessarily means you're telling your bank that you don't have the funds to pay your mortgage. And so before COVID, that affects your credit. It's like a step that I I believe you have to do before you like you declare bankruptcy. So it's like it's yeah. one of those steps mm-hmm. you follow. Um, so usually it affects your credit and usually you need everyone's permission to do it. But because of COVID and since people are getting laid off, mm-hmm. you only need one person's permission to do it. And it doesn't get recorded, reported to a credit bureau until a month or a year has passed. So it turns out he put the house loan in forbearance and I found out about it when we went to court. And that's why he was fighting on me selling it because he was trying to live there mortgage free while I was in the apartment in hopes that we would get back together and he would like, oh my gosh. So he was using the money instead of paying the mortgage for more prostitutes. And why do I know that? Because we had to get his bank statements oh, for everything. And he did gosh. the same thing he did a year ago. And I was like, oh, and I know he's still doing it. Because he CC'd me in the email where he included the bank statements. And because I'm nosy, I was like, I wonder what you've been doing for the past year and a half. The places are still on there. Like the massage but parlors it are was still like, on there. But there was also, was, didn't he, the stuff he was come from Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Correct. so did he have to read these or did his lawyer have to like read these in small claims court? No, they didn't read through the transactions themselves. Once like, I think he wasn't serious. Like I threatened him and then I got a lawyer involved and everything. I just think he didn't think it was serious until we actually got there. And that's when he was like, oh, and like as soon as we got there, it was like solved in like two seconds. Like I'd, Like it was a 30 minute portion of my life and then I left. I'm convinced that he was still hung up on the fact that somehow we were going to get back together and he didn't think it was going to seriously be a thing until that happened and like he didn't realize that like he was essentially like, committing like a crime <laughs> i don't wow. know if it was technically a crime because we just had to like argue over the mm-hmm. like logistics of it because technically i was on it and he didn't want to buy me out and that's why we ended up selling which ultimately i guess worked out for me because as y'all know and megan especially how the housing market is mm-hmm. so ultimately that worked out for me in the end yeah but it was a long, long process. And all of this, I find out because his cousin texted me that he has a new girlfriend who is living with him in this house. In your house. Who is younger than me. <clears throat> so if we recall, this man was 12 years older than I was. And we met when I was 20 on Tinder. So he was purposely looking for girls who were like teenagers, basically. And he's dating someone who now lives there who's younger than I am. Who is also a um, woman of color. So, you know. It's a predatory. Yeah. He has yeah. a type, I guess. Mm-hmm. A um, fetish, if you will. Fe- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, so, yeah, there's that. I, like, struggled, like, on and off. Because during all of this, he's still sending me emails and text messages and stuff. And being like, I want you back. Like, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, I blocked his number. But he was still emailing me. And I couldn't block his email because the house yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, 
during this whole time. And apparently they started dating like a month after I moved out. So like right around that time that I did the update call. So I went back and forth with like, should I tell her? Like, should I not? And then I just ultimately decided I didn't want to let this man take any more of my energy. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. And so that finally happened. Like I said, we sold. He actually sent me an email like two weeks ago in it detailing again how even though we sold the house, he hoped that there was still hope of us somehow reconciling in the future because destiny was a thing and somehow our past would come together because the lessons that I taught him. And then the next, this was like a 10 paragraph email. The next one was him talking about how what I taught him was that he needed to be more liberal because he didn't realize his white privilege. But he said that word for word, which made me think he, he copied it, and pasted copy it. Pasted it. it. <laughs> yeah. Were there any examples <laughs> of his white privilege or not? Like, no. No, no, just, no, 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 no. That's no, a step yeah. extra, you know? No, 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 no. Yeah. And so then the one good thing to come out of that email was we had adopted a second cat together. So I have my cat that I've had for years and we did adopt a second one that stayed with him. So he did include an update photo of this cat. I did appreciate that. The cat is a monster. He's like 40 pounds and I didn't know cats could be that big. So I'm really just very happy that he ended up with that cat. Mine's like 10 pounds. I had like a 40 pound cat growing up and it was a mountain lion and it was a beast and it was his house and I just stayed there. Like it was a terrifying experience. (laughs) Like, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. And like, did you have to pay for your small claims court like lawyer? Did you or was that did he have to? I made him do everything. So before we had moved in together, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the first update call. But as a tip to anyone who buys a house with someone um, and not is sure of their romantic future, I made him sign a cohabitation agreement that for reference, a lawyer should actually draft up. But I like got one online and like finagled it. And then Mm -hmm. I signed it and got it notarized for both of us. Mm -hmm. And in there, I had originally said like if we broke up, he had to pay me out of the house because I didn't want the house to begin with. And because I got him to do that before we moved in, that was the reason that we were even able to go to like a court case to begin with because they're like, well, you signed this and this is everything that's happened since then. So, you know, just a tip, even if it's like a prenup, even if you think you're going to be together forever. Go you. Prior you was looking out so hard for future you. Mm -hmm. Like prior you was like, I don't know if this is the right call, but like I'm gonna do this shit to ensure that like future me. So like that's like that's the best. It's like the opposite of like when you're like high or drunk or whatever, or like you're it's late at night and you like mm-hmm. don't do you do something and you're like, oh fuck, now I regret now I have to clean this or do whatever. Like you did the opposite. Like prior My you. Virgo <laughs> rising really said, here you go. Like that's so smart. Like that's so, so, so smart. Like I'm here for like we're all going to make mistakes and poor decisions in dating, but like make a poor decision with a like safety net. And like, that's exactly what you did. Like where you're like, I don't necessarily know if I'm super confident in like moving in. I don't know if I'm going to do this, but like, I'm not going to not make this decision, but like I have knit, I've crafted a safety net and it's legally binding motherfucker. Like that's so smart. I would have never even have thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Well, look at you. Yeah, that one's on my mom. I'm distrustful of everyone. Well, (laughs) it worked out. Fear is actually good in some instances Mm -hmm. because it protects you. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, 
that all super worked out for me. And last time I spoke to Melissa, um, not in the Don't Blame Me, I had mentioned to her how I was in the middle of trying to figure out where to move to a new state and kind of figure it out. I ended up staying in Charlotte where I am now, like a year and a half longer. But so my lease now ends in January and I will be moving to Milwaukee. So oh. I'm really excited about that. Really fun and crazy. Yeah, but I'm excited to do that and kind of like move on, I guess, to the next stage too. Mm-hmm. Since I just got that house stuff all finished, I was kind of afraid to leave the state just in case. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now you can go. You're free. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. And then all the other update that I have is I am currently in a new relationship also with a person of color whom is also queer. Unfortunately, they are a man. But Yeah. So that's been um really nice because I did take like y'all's advice too. I don't know if this was in regards to that specific update or a time I'd called before, but one of the advice that y'all gave me was kind of to surround myself with more people of color and more um, people who kind of were aligned with my values and morals. And so I worked really hard to do that when I got back from Arizona last year. And I like I went on Bumble BFF and did the whole thing. And I found a really great queer community and a lot of people of color that's been able to like reshift kind of the way that even I was acting and I guess towards myself a little bit. We're still in therapy. So that's good. <laughs> great. And yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was such a a journey of like the original call. And it's so cool to see, like, obviously visually, because we've done updates with you before, but like to kind of, um, we hear about people who call in and like talk about like those pivotal years of your life where you like age and grow. But like, I literally, not to be like older sister, but like, I literally feel like we've like watched this with Mm -hmm. you and like the audience gets to hear that kind of thing. And like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's so cool to like see your success in all of this. And like, I don't want to be like cheesy, like watching you grow up or whatever, but like, (laughs) yeah, but I think it's like really cool. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves for like growing up ends at like 18. But like, I think that like the conscious choices I made to like grow up in like, whether that's like surroundings, the people that I date, like my relationships with people, those conscious choices that I made, I think shaped me like the most. And like, it's really cool to like watch that for for you and like happy you're in a new relationship what's the age gap with this one uh, six years but it was an accident we met in okay. real life <laughs> okay that's not yeah that's it's, not, not, it's not and you're also older than you were couple yeah, yeah. Years before yeah mm-hmm. my brain is almost fully developed we're almost there <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so we can have it in case people don't know or connecting that these are the same calls but i think one of your first or the first time you called in, um, you talked about and let me know if I'm completely off base and I'm thinking of the wrong person, but he was in the military. Was that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He used to be in the military. And made racist yeah, comments. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was my second call, I think, okay. actually pertaining to him. So the first one I've I think I've been on like five times now. <laughs> we love it. We love the, it. Um the very first one pertaining to him was when I went searching through his laptop because it had been sitting there in my apartment forever. And that was the one time Megan said she was like, usually I say, you know, don't go looking for things unless you find some. But it's been there forever. Mm -hmm. So that was the first one. That's when I first found out that he was into kind of like the succubus sex porn thing. But we had collectively decided that it's not something that he could get out of real life or so we had thought. And um, (laughs) so to just (laughs) leave it. (laughs) 
I mean, he still can't get it out of real life, but he got scammed into other people, which I don't fault that. I'm like, scam, scam him. He deserved it. (laughs) And then, yeah, and the second one was he used to be in the military and he had made like a racist comment. So I was trying to figure out the cognitive dissonance with me being a Hispanic queer woman and like dating and blah, blah, blah. And then it was the updates. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I'm so happy for you. I can't wait for I can't wait for you to have something else that happens in your life. Or maybe it's just another update on this. And we get to see your other apartment when you move and all of that. So I'm is your is your partner right now going? Have you talked like how long have you been dating? Like, are they going to go to Milwaukee? Like, yeah, so we've been together for six, seven months now. Nice. So yeah, so I think the plan will be that they'll also come to Milwaukee. So we kind of decided on Milwaukee together because I know it seems kind of like out there. But <laughs> I'm into the semi-small cities that are growing a little bit. So still mm-hmm. diverse, still has like access to a lot of stuff, but they're just not huge, huge yet. Ultimately, what I'd like to do there is I have a cousin there who's queer and they're really involved in like the community there and trying to get some stuff up and running. And Wisconsin apparently is thinking about passing laws that are similar to like the Texas and Florida ones, but they're like barely there. So the idea there is kind of I want to get more involved there and kind of move away from just my nine to five corporate gig. Yeah. So that's hopefully like the goal there. We're actually going. um, So my birthday is on Sunday. And happy early birthday. Thank you. And so then um, three weeks from now, we're going to my home country of Colombia. And we're going to go, my grandma's like, you know, older and like that sort of thing. So we're going for a week to like stay. And so that'll be fun because this is the first person I've ever brought back to Colombia. And the first person who has ever like taken an interest, I guess, in like my background and culture Mm. and stuff. So it's been really interesting to see because they're on Pakistani. So it's like totally different. Yeah. But I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I'm feeling good about it right now, but TBD. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think playing it by ear is like a, is a great way to kind of go about it. You, you know, our constant advice is if you're moving to a new place, don't necessarily move in with a partner, but you know, you, you also don't have to listen to our advice. Like that's also very okay. I'm just excited for you. Then how you went from dating someone who made you do a lot of internal reflection of why am I with this person who's an invalidating and like insulting to to two of these huge parts of me to Mm -hmm. then want becoming like a very wanting to incorporate that in like a justice driven way so that's like this is like ultimate This is like <laughs> so much. This is like like a five years later movie montage. Like like it's like and that and you're like oh my gosh wow like this is of course he's like just fucking <laughs> tripping over himself trying to like get back into your life because he knows that like you literally don't need him at all and I'm not one for believing that like shitty people in our life are like the reason why we end up the way that we do like I believe that like that's always who we were going to be and sometimes like situations push us there either before we're too ready or in like a different way but like this was like always you and like he was he was a blip and like a whatever and like you are on to so many bigger and better things and it's just like so cool to witness and like yeah feel like a very small audience member in it oh I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy. My very first call, I had just moved like out like post-grad. I had just turned 21. Like I think it was like two weeks after my 21st birthday. And look, it's almost your birthday again. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. Wait, so how old are you now? How many years has it been? I turned 24. Okay. That was my next. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for giving us an update. People were obsessed with and like so invested in your original calls. So this feels like a, this is such like a a commute. Obviously it's your win, but it also feels like a community (laughs) win because you've got to be an audience to it. I concur. Yeah. Thank you so much and happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, happy Thanks. birthday. Hope you have Thank fun, you. whatever you end up doing. Mm-hmm. Probably having a really good dinner. We are a tourist after all. <laughs> Facts. And I hope you have a great time in Columbia. And it's so fun. Thank Yay. you guys so much. Of course. Thank you. Always great to get an update from them. Yep. I love to see it. Love to see it. Because each time there's just a little bit more growth mm-hmm. and it's great seeing people grow. Yeah. It's yeah. Everything we said on that is like very true. And it's, it's, it's exciting. And it was very mm-hmm. exciting for us because we obviously have people helping with us, helping us on these podcasts. So sometimes for updates right before we, Melissa internally was like, oh my gosh, I think this is. And then said the name was like, oh, I hope. And the camera comes on. We're like, yes, we, yep. it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Some of those calls just stick with you. Because succubus. I mean, succubus. <laughs> it's when you taught me what succubus was. Yeah. Do you, I remember it so fondly. Yep. <gasps> Anyways, shall we uh, get into the rest of the episode? We shall. Roll the tips. I'm Melissa and Megan. My friends and I are all 21 years old and use she, her pronouns. We are juniors in college and met and became close friends during the first week of our freshman year. My one friend, I'll call her Sarah, has been dating her current boyfriend for two years and they plan on getting engaged right after graduation. He is 24 and has been graduated from school for two years and currently lives at home. Sarah is extremely busy. She is a resident assistant, is studying for the LSAT, has multiple on-campus jobs, and also has her normal schoolwork. For the past two years that she has dated her boyfriend, she has seen him at least two times a week for the entire day and often sleeps over. My other friend, I'll call her Lily, and I plan to hang out with Sarah at least one time a week. However, Sarah never fails to cancel or have to somehow shorten or alter the plans because of how busy she is, even if our plans just include studying together. I would totally understand this given her really intense schedule, yet she is constantly hanging out with her boyfriend and his family. I see her on her Instagram stories constantly going out to eat with them. If she and him are really going to get married, they have the rest of their lives to spend with each other. And we, However, we will probably rarely see each other after college, given where we each plan to move to. In this process, I've made a new close friend, so it's not like I'm putting all my pressure to socialize on Sarah. But Sarah always complains that we never hang out, yet she is always the one to cancel. Am I being selfish? I wouldn't be as upset if she wasn't spending so much time with her boyfriend and not us. I just feel like I prioritize my friends, but no one really prioritizes me. Please be very gentle. I'm a very fragile Aquarius. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. So I have like a lot of feelings about this, but like the first thing that kind of pivoted my initial or like had a new lane of thinking in this was when she, Sarah, complains about never seeing you because it seems like up until like as soon as you were saying that and you're like well and I don't put all of my pressure on this friendship like I've made other new friends it seems like you were in a situation that like you kind of made the best of this situation and you didn't wait around for her and you kind of 
were proactive in making other friends and doing all of that. But then she turns around and is like, I never see you. Mm-hmm. That is just like a, what? Like, I, you were flaking and then I made my friendships and like started doing other things and now you're annoyed with me. So like to me, this kind of reads like, I wonder if that is kind of why she's saying that. And sometimes I know we shit on people in relationships a lot on this podcast, but like there are some people who think that single people or people who aren't in relationships fit into their lives as like a married person or a person in a long-term relationship. And that you're not ranked as like the same priority as a relationship, like a romantic relationship, which is fine. But it's kind of as if that like she expected you to just wait around and like not make any new friendships. I don't know. I also like, and I, I know you said that you're sensitive and like, I don't mean this to be like a knock to you personally at all. But do you feel like she actually means that when she says that? Or do you feel like she's just kind of going through the motions of like saying it because she... Some people just like are all relationship people and they drop all of their friends. But then in the back of their head, they know they're supposed to maintain friendships. And so then does she is she saying that to kind of take out, take away the her own personal responsibility in this and like kind of be victim y? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you make time for what you want. And she's making time for her boyfriend and his family, but not making time for you and has canceled on you several times. So to me, this just feels like lip service. And I don't think any of this is on you because you try to make the effort. You've invited her to things and you um, have tried to be there, but she's not putting in the same effort. And at some point you have to say like, I'm not a priority to you. You don't value our friendship because she's putting it below her other relationships with which I know like relationships are on different levels. But like if you're constantly canceling on someone, that's not being respectful of you or your time or your energy. And I just think that we should be giving people what we want back. And if she's giving you nothing, then she deserves nothing. Yeah. And I think like you and you said that like they're really going to get married and all that stuff they have like the rest of their lives. And I agree with you, but some people interpret that differently. So for her, it's like I completely understand your perspective where it's like, well, I'm going to be like we're probably not going to be able to be as close because like we are like just friends. We're not going to live together, blah, blah, blah. But she might see it as, yeah, why am I going to invest time in a friendship when it's not going to last for that much longer in like this proximity, but my relationship will. So like, I'm going to just spend all my time with my relationship. And I don't think that's a foundation for a good relationship and how you're going to spend your time with other people. Because like, even when I'm at your house and Moss is always like, hey, what do you want to eat too? Or like, do you want to hang out? He always asks if I want to be included in other things or even even staying over longer than I myself expect to stay over Let me go home. (laughs) (laughs) So I just don't think that's a good setup in her being isolated from her actual friends. No, it feels like she knows it's a concept. She shouldn't be ditching her friends for a relationship. So she thinks knowing that is enough. And therefore, because she knows that, that they're that she's not participating in that mm-hmm. but she is it's like my therapist told me something really great she was like just because you can identify the problem doesn't mean you are avoiding the problem like right. that doesn't mean that you're working through the problem you just know it exists and that's kind of what it feels like on her and it feels like she's waiting for you to kind of play victim not you play victim her to play victim where like 
you all, she treats you like shit for long enough that you just stop being friends with her. But I think that you would just have like a serious conversation with her where it's like, hey, let's talk about expectations in friendships. It's, and I would not do it with both you and your other friend you said name was Lily. I would not do it two against one. I would just reach out to her independently because you can, Lily can feel the same as you, but like it's not, you have to talk about your specific relationship mm-hmm. with her and just be like, I feel like I understand that you're in this relationship and you're really happy, but I can't lie. Like it has hurt my feelings that it feels like constantly that if you're going to cancel on anything, it's always, it feels like it's me. And it feels like, I know that you're really busy, but like, I personally am like not looking for friendships where I feel like I have to track someone down and chase them down to spend quality time with me. And I just like want to know where you're at. And if that's like this season of this friendship is coming to a close, like I'd rather us have a conversation about that because it also really confuses me when you then complain about how we never see each other like as if I'm not the one who's constantly trying to like make plans and I'm just like really exhausted of putting myself out on a limb to just be canceled on all the time so if this is the end of the friendship okay but I just like want us to have this conversation I also think um, on top of that, that at this point in your life, this is a transitional phase in your life. And I think definitions of friendships also evolve at this point in your life, because I have friends that I consider close friends and I might not see them, but once or twice a year, but like, they're still my close friends. And I think maybe if she doesn't, if she doesn't want to make time for you, but still considers you a friend, then she might be one of those friends that you only see now and then. But again, her, it's the part that she's canceling on that really irks me because mm-hmm. don't make plans. That means that you made plans in time, but then something else more important came up. And I can understand doing that once or twice. But if this is a consistent thing, that means that she doesn't want to be a part of it. And also, if this is the person she's going to spend the rest of her life with, like if I'm going to cancel on anybody that like is going to be cool with it, it would be Mott. Do right. you know what I mean? Like if I was like, oh, shit, I double booked myself like. Also, mods should, like, want you to have other friendships, too. Yeah. So that's the part that it feels a little, I don't know. I think that she's making these decisions and then is kind of just putting the onus on other people. So she Mm -hmm. feels like if it fails or if something goes wrong, she can divert the blame. Yeah. So, yeah, you deserve better than this. This just doesn't seem like either of you are going to be the right friends for each other for right now. And that's, like you said, it's also very okay. Yeah. All right. Next call. Hi, Megan. Hi, Melissa. I am a 23-year-old person who works in ABA, even though I hate ABA and I want to quit my job, but that's another story for another day. I am calling... Oh, and my pronouns are she, her. I am calling because the craziest thing happened to me at work, and I just need to know what I should do in situations like this if it arises again. So essentially, I work with a child who has autism, and her mom is, you know, very sweet and stuff. And so during the session yesterday, from what I'm calling, one of their family friends came over, and I thought the family friend was coming over to, you know, hang out, chill, have coffee, whatever. But it turns out that she was an MLMer. I watched someone get MLM in real time, and I like freaked out internally because I was like, if Megan or Melissa were here, they would literally be going off right now. Because of the way that she did it, it was so predatory and the fact that she was specifically marketing towards my client. So literally a nine year old autistic girl who has other health like has other health issues. And I'm just like, you are pandering to a person who is 
they're really able to have health issues and their parent, you know, wants the best for them. And I was just like, this is, I understand why I hate MLS. Like, you have predatory means to, like, do things and prey on people who, like, outwardly seem or if you know them personally, you know, has issues. But the thing that got me was at the end of it, she offered me a brochure to buy stuff from her. And I literally threw it in the recycling because I could not. But I need to know if I should tell my client's mom, like, that the company specifically she works for is, like, not good, not reputable at all. And it would be a disservice to her to, like, use these things for her child when her child has, like, health issues that are that have better means. So, yeah, I hope that that was as clear as concise. I try to limit my ADHD in that call. But I really love you guys. I've been obsessed for years. And you guys are the best glitter food combo out there. Bye! <laughs> Before we get into this, I want to give a little bit of like a precursor. And this is inspired by the call that we had or the callback, the don't blame them we had about pronouns just as a whole. So we know this caller and this caller, we've had conversations about ABA and they are like very, very aware of ABA being a very problematic practice. But for a lot of the t- it's it's very widely used, but just because something is considered ABA doesn't mean that the exact people are participating in the way that ABA wants them to. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reform happening within that community. It's essentially like imagine like a, like how stadiums or concert venues have like contracts with Coca-Cola. Like it's something that like right now for a lot of places, the only accessibility they have for like autistic kids, people with autism is ABA. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of reform happening within that. But I just wanted to call that out because it's a very problematic dialogue in the uh, teachings of ABA if you're going by like the textbook definitions of that. And then the other thing was the term differently abled. So potentially, and this is something that like, again, we don't want to like police anyone's call when they're talking about people that they have personal relationships with and how they prefer to be identified. And so we operate on in the mentality that like, that is what it is. But I just want to make sure to call out as a whole using the term differently abled within the disability community is not preferred. And it can and always should be in these instances to A, default to listen to the disabled community as a whole, but specifically listen to the people who are disabled in your life and what they, the terminology and things that they prefer. Mm -hmm. So to anybody who is disabled listening to this call, I just wanted to like make sure I don't want to lump everyone in as like a group with this terminology. And especially if you haven't been, if you're not familiar with ABA or like how using terms like differently able can be harmful. I want this to use as a jumping off point to like learn about that, Mm -hmm. but also making sure we're not policing how people speak on their personal relationships on the podcast. This is someone that works in a professional environment, as she said in the call, has direct contact with their clients. And this is a preferred term for this specific person. Yeah. So just wanted to give that precursor. Mm -hmm. So do you think that this is essential oils? Because I feel like it is. I 100% that's where my brain went to was essential oils. It could also be you know what? I, I'm i not really on the up and up with the MLM community because when I'm not on Facebook anymore, two is just something unless it's like 
the scam is making national headlines. I'm not really aware of it, but yeah, if because of the circumstances around it, it feels like essential oils. To be fair, they can make absolutely anything <laughs> about like, oh, this will cure your disability. This will change mm-hmm. your life. It could have been teased. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, again, I feel like it could have maybe it maybe it's Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they just have like a very creative sales pitch. My uncle sells like fragrant, fragrant oils, like not for this kind of stuff, but like, not for like healing. They're just like instead of wearing cologne and stuff. Yeah. And I told him he needed to change his marketing plan. So he makes oh, it yeah. very clear that he's not selling essential oils. Essential oil. That's funny. You could do a really a whole campaign that's like, you know, making fun of that. That's mm-hmm. funny. So, I mean, I think that like you're very spot on with that, the specific targeting use of like her kid who is autistic is like a very problematic thing to do. I think that in the moment, depending on my relationship with the mom and then knowing their relationship with like, in this case, like if I was you, like my client, that would kind of determine how I would talk about it. I do think that when it comes to watching someone kind of like be swindled into something or attempt to get swindled into anything, it's a very delicate thing with that because you don't ever want to make that person feel like you think they're dumb or you think that like, I know something more than you do. I know better than you because embarrassed people (laughs) usually don't admit they're like, mistakes and their faults they tend to hunker down in those things because like sunk cost fallacy and they don't want to be wrong so I think that like maybe like after you've like wrapped your session with your client like talking to her mom separately and being like hey I saw this is going on like I know this was like definitely not within my part as like being uh, as working with you but I just wanted you to like know that like I would wanted wondered if it would be okay with you if I sent you a bunch of articles about like the predatory things with MLMs and how they target people with disabilities and people with family members who have disabilities and just like that this stuff like isn't proven and I would love to be able to like direct you to those resources and something like that where it's essentially giving her and empowering her with said information other versus calling it out as like a she was falling for something that was like nefarious because MLMs prey on people in specific instances and they also really prey on like emotional like they it's really emotional in their ways of getting that stuff but yeah I mean it's just it's hard because I also don't know how this mom is with their kid you know and if this is something that like if this you saying something would harm that relationship in the sense of like, would you be replaced by someone? Would you be replaced by someone who is like really adhering to ADA, like ABA guidelines? Like what is more problematic as an option? And is this someone who's receptive to information and would be open to learning and changing their mind? I think um, I agree with everything Megan said. I think on top of that, if you feel comfortable with talking to them about this, which it seems like you are just 
how the the how to go about it. Maybe not talking specifically about that MLM, but talking about the product, like researching the facts on this specific product. Because I mean, I did while we were sitting here, I did a quick search where I just put in MLM and autism and so many things came up from like parents of autistic children that were saying how they're being targeted for so many different products and how it's taking advantage of them, everything that you said. So this isn't something she, she also, your client also may know that this is something that they don't want to use kind of, I, I think just kind of fill it out, ask yeah. like questions about how they feel about the product, blah, blah, blah. And then do specific research on the specific product and not the company as a whole. And then present like, hey, there's been studies that found that this doesn't work because of X, Y, and D. Also, if you work for a company, you could also tell your company and be like, hey, I would love to draft up a emails from said company being like, here is some information to send to all of the, the the clients on our roster about things in the media, whether it's like, and it can be like an encompassing thing about like the disproven over and over and over again that like vaccines cause autism and you could incorporate it in something like that. It's like, and also there's like targeting on this, this and this. And like, here's some like informational resources, like as people who are parents and or guardians or are people who are actively participating in this program. Here are some things that are some information about these things that are like common misconceptions. And also in a way that maybe it's not even written in like a educating those people on it, but it's like how to re- like responding to people in your life who are approaching you about these kinds of things. Cause it's every it's everywhere in this like predatory kind of thing. But again, it's it's about not shaming people. I don't know. Anytime with this stuff, I always try and do it being like, hey, this is something I just learned. Like I had no idea. Like the way that you phrase it where it's not coming across like a know-it-all or like, a, oh my gosh, you didn't know this. Like, But when you phrase it as like, I just figured out this thing, like, or I read this thing or someone just told me this last week and like fudge it. But to have it put yourself on the same playing field with other people because it can that makes uh information a lot easier to digest when you don't feel like you are you made a mistake Mm -hmm. you know this is rough and i i hate that i do too all right let's take a b-r-e-a-k break Woo! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically... The cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there, I'll, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good, and I just I love. They're filled with so many great ingredients that really help. If you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So 
We're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. Let's play the next call. Let's do it. Hi, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm in my late 20s, and I have three kids and a wonderful marriage. Um, except for one thing, I have a problem and addiction. 
and want to stop because it's starting to hurt my marriage and my household. I'm a shopaholic. I don't know exactly when it started, but I know I impulse buy a lot, unnecessary things for the most part. Amazon, Target, things I see on TikTok, you name it. Every day there's boxes and packages outside my door and I'm so embarrassed by it. I want to stop before it gets worse. My husband has given me several lectures about my spending, but I just can't stop. I want to and I'm acknowledging that I have a problem. I haven't gotten into any credit card debt or anything like that, but I don't want to get to that point. I know that I should probably seek therapy, but are there any other ideas in the meantime? I have deleted apps, but I always find myself back. I don't know what to do, and ever since I became a stay-at-home mom, I became an introvert. I do mostly online shopping, and it usually happens when I'm bored at night after the kids go to sleep. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I know I need help because I don't want to be like this anymore and I need to stop. Thank you. I don't know if like you are, if you're in the process of trying to look for therapy and it's just something that is just taking longer and you're looking for something in the interim or if you're looking for an alternative to therapy, because I will say if therapy is something that you have access to financially and it is something you can do and what's stopping you from therapy is like the stigma and like feeling like you're not at that point and you would like like to kind of do it on your own or there is some like magical like cure or something. But my therapist gave me like wonderful advice because I'm like a very stubborn person that she was like, if you could get, if you could figure, and it's not applicable to this, not, not, I didn't have this exact situation, but she was like, if you could have figured it out on your own, you already would have by now. And that was like very helpful for me because it was like, there's not something, there's not like a magical quote. There's not something that's like an aha moment where it's all going to like change that you have done it yourself. Like you care about this, you want it to change and you just haven't been able to do it yourself. And that's what it is. So, I mean, I think that yes, admitting that you have a problem is the first step and you've taken the other steps where it's like deleting apps, but it just keeps happening again. And that to me is where you find a therapist and find or find an anonymous like support group. That's like a great way to kind of get into those things and also get references to therapists in the area if you're having a hard time finding someone like finding like a there's like a specific one yeah i mean this is called compulsive shopping is the specific but i'm pretty sure they have like a version of aa yeah yeah from healthline.com says it affects almost 18 million people a year yeah and i'm sure it's gotten worse because people now can shop at the click of a button but at the end of the day like this is a substance abuse a mental health issue which we are not experts this is not something that we can help you with like megan said this and as it's always said recognizing that you have a problem is the first step and maybe you know calling into this podcast is like the next step of you saying it out loud and so we can't give you tips because we can't actually diagnose you because this is a medical issue so the next step would be to talk to an expert, to maybe join a group, to maybe, I mean, I typed in shopping addiction into my phone and there were so many resources that came up. And so you should seek help from a professional. 
Yeah. There's lots of toll-free hotlines for this stuff Mm -hmm. that are specific to like location-based. So finding that, like I think that you go through the order of operations of calling a calling a hotline, getting some resources that are specific to your area, joining these support groups, and then getting into therapy. Um, from Google, one of the uh, bigger treatments is, or one of the more more common treatments is uh, CBT, and then there's twelve step groups. But that is something that like it might take a bit to like get into a therapist. But I think that the best thing that you can do when you are dealing with any addiction and is something that you want to get help with is not waiting until all of the pieces are perfect. And so it's okay. I have a month long wait at like this this therapist. And so I'm not going to use this as my last month. What mm-hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to practice and I'm going to be going to support groups. I'm going to find ones that like maybe I have to drive a little bit longer to go. Or maybe there's like a virtual one that I can do at night and I'm going to do this and I'm going to get these books from the library and starting it kind of like homework before you start this mm-hmm. other stuff. I think there's um in any form of addiction, there's like a lot of shame that goes on. And I think that the best way we can set ourselves up for success in getting help is just this constant kind of like exposure to rhetoric that is really educational and helpful that doesn't put shame on you. But when you have your own internal dialogue, a lot of the time it just ends up being a shame loop versus reading a book about this and coming from like a medical or a scientific perspective, like hearing groups and hearing other people. But when you keep it in all in, it just becomes like you feel like it's a personal failure and not something that you can learn more about and feel like there's like help with that. Mm -hmm. And also like if you're on a waiting list when you call the therapist, ask them like, I recognize I have a problem. I want to I know that I'm on this list, but there's something that I wanted. I want to do something in the interim. Do you have any recommendations? Yeah. And also just know that if you feel like you aren't you haven't gotten into credit card debt and trying to find things besides therapy, like just know that a therapist is not going to take you on unless they have the capacity and the bandwidth and that you are not taking the spot of someone who you may quote unquote feel is more is in a worse spot than you and should be getting that more help than you getting more help than you are. But the best thing that like, again, my therapist like told me was starting therapy and you're the most susceptible to therapy um, when you don't immediately think that you need it. And you think that she's like, that's that's a level that is when you do need it because we all let ourselves get really, really far gone before we like in our minds can justify it, even mm-hmm. though it's not something we should ever justify and it's maintenance and it's like preventative and all of these other things. So knowing that like it's a great step that you can take and that's why those resources exist. But yeah, I think that those books and those resources will be able to give you more tips than either of us can give because like, yeah, I would say like delete the TikTok app from your phone, but that is not something that like you can just re-download. Like it's like, that's not, and I also don't want to be insulting in you. You've been trying like, and like, I want to give you credit for that. And like, there's really nothing that we can say that you haven't thought of. And that's not that's because you care about this and you really want to change this. And like, you, it's okay to need some help. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think this probably has like jumped up a ton in the pandemic. Yeah. All right. Next call. Yes. 
Hey, hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling about a thing with my friend. I, 24, she, her. I'm going to a big music festival with my boyfriend. 26, he, him. The festival is Friday to Sunday in August. Um, I was talking to my best friend, Macy, 23, she, her, about it. And she said she always wanted to go to this festival. I told her that I would love if she was coming with us, so she should think about it. She also knows another friend, Cindy, 24, she, her, who is going to this festival with a friend of hers called Lauren, 25, she, her. Eventually, Macy bought a ticket for the Sunday. Problem is that Macy doesn't like the music. It's hard style, it's techno, and that isn't her thing. I'm afraid she won't have a good time at a festival and it might ruin the last day. For example, I went to a party with her friends and my boyfriend. At this party, there were three stages, a side and disco, um, house and techno. I wanted to go to the techno stage, so we went there, all three of us, uh, four of us. She clearly hated it and wanted to leave after no less than five minutes. She really isn't great at hiding her emotions or taking one for the team, just keeping the peace. I'm afraid something like that might happen, that the group wants to go to the hard style and she wants to leave, but she doesn't want to leave alone. So I might have to go with her, but I don't want to go with her because I actually do like that music and that's why I'm going to the festival. But I don't know if I'm okay with letting her be miserable on her own or potentially having her wander around the festival all alone when yeah, there are just... No, I'm not sure about that. Then there's another issue... My boyfriend and I like to use drugs, ecstasy, uh, molly, whatever you want to call it, at festivals like this. She doesn't like drugs, she does drink alcohol, and I'm afraid she'll judge me for using drugs, even though she'll be drinking alcohol. I don't want to babysit her, I just want to have a good time, and I'm pretty sure that Cindy also uses, but I haven't asked her. I know Cindy through Macy, but I don't know her very well, personally. Wondering what you guys think about this, and how I should handle this the best way. Thank you. Bye. Why do people voluntarily do things that they don't enjoy? You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) If you don't do drugs and you don't like the music, then why would you go to a music festival? Like, that's the whole, like, when I think of music festival, I, of course, think of music. But the second thing I think of are drugs. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Like. For example, I don't like drugs. I don't like being around drugs. So I haven't really gone to, I also don't like being around a lot of unshowered people. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't like going to music festivals because of that. Even though I enjoy music, I will go to a concert of someone that I enjoy that I'm going to pay my money and spend my time on. Yeah. Did anyone ask her why she wanted to go? Because like that to me is like, it's FOMO. To me, it's FOMO. Because then I would have asked because like to me, that's so obvious because yes, I am the same way. I'm like, I like if you told me like ultra, like no offense to techno music or anything like that. It just gives me anxiety. But like ultra is like th- my bad place. Like if I if that if the bad place exists, it's me and it's a rave. And like everybody's on drugs. And I'm like, I have to live this for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. Like that is my bad place. And so I feel like someone needs to ask her. And like, I think you should have been the first question, but prior to being like, yeah, come along. But I don't think it's too late to ask her. Like, I think it would be like, hey, here's the plan. Like, I just want you to know that, like, I know you don't do drugs, but like, 
we're doing drugs. Like we're, we're popping Molly. And if that, and like, we're going to be like staying really late. It's all techno music. And I just want to make sure that like, has something changed? Because the last time that we like went to go do this, like you really didn't enjoy that. And I just want to make sure we're on the same page because I don't want you to commit to something and not realize what you're committing to. Because if you want to leave early, like I don't want to, like, I'm not going to want to do that. And I think that you just say that ahead of time, because I think some people like to romance romanticize these ideas and like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so fun. But if you give her all of the information prior and then she chooses to go, then that you are exempt from everything. I also think to be fair, it is her responsibility as an adult to like do research and like know what she's signing up for. I think that either she doesn't know what she's signing up for or she's completely changed her tune. And she like, it's like, oh, I started listening to techno music and I really want to go. And like, I've always wanted to try. Now I want to try. I don't think it's either either of these. No, but I think that she has to own up to it. Like that yeah. it's like, I want to hang out. Like, well, you guys are all doing this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, then no, no, by joining that. Like, if you want to leave early, nobody's going with you. Yeah. Like, but unless it's extenuating circumstances or whatever, but like you just, I need you to know that like you're, this is how, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like, is this what you're okay to sign up for? Because then- if she decides, like, I want to leave, like, I'm in a bad mood or whatever, you can be like, I'm sorry. I paid my money. I'm here. You have to, you know, at music festivals, you have to find your place and stick to your place. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not going, I have spent my money. This is something that I enjoy doing. I'm here. You chose to be here. You don't enjoy being here. Like, I'm not going to fucking sign up to... I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that I enjoy. I mean, that I don't enjoy. I mean, this is an example. I'm not going to go to a fucking music festival. I don't care. The only way I'm going to go to a music festival is if I have direct transportation to and from. I have a special designated area for me that's close enough to the music and then people aren't going to be bothering me. Mm -hmm. But like, then what's the point? Go to a fucking concert. Yeah, I think that like you essentially just need to give her an ultimatum where it's like, here's how it's going to go. And you're either signing up for this or you're not coming. And I think like, don't stay with her. Like, I just say like, whatever you do, like make sure that like, if you see her at the festival, like that's the only time you see her. Don't stay Mm -hmm. in a house with her. Like, don't do Mm -hmm. any of that extra stuff. But like, give her, give her the out and be like very brutally honest with her because it's like, I don't want us to walk away from this situation not being friends anymore because like, I'm telling you how this is going to go. And you're either like, you're either on the ride or you're fucking off. And like, we're still friends if you don't come. We don't have to like all of the same things. But like, if you ruin this for me, like, I will hate you. And like, Mm -hmm. I would rather you just not come and like us do something fun that we both enjoy like later on but like this isn't going to bend for how you want and that's just like the end of it and like no i'm not gonna and bend i'm either. not gonna bend to you <laughs> yeah yeah but don't stay with her no don't go in the same transportation anything separate yourselves and if you see her at the festival you see her at the festival but otherwise mm-hmm she needs to have a buddy that like has the same feelings that she has. So if they need to leave, then they need to leave. Mm-hmm. You know who my buddy was? Lily. Lily was my buddy where I would be like, the sun would go down when I Coachella, the sun would go down and I would be like, I'm anxious. I need to leave. And Lily is, was like, she could stay. If someone was like, Lily, let's stay. She'd be like, I'm down. And someone's like, I need to leave. She'd be like, I'm down. Let's go. You just have to be whoever gets to you first. And then she'd be like, let's leave. Like, we'll go. Come on. And like, you just have to have that. Like, 
Otherwise, you will be like miserable and need to have that planned out ahead of time. And like, Mm -hmm. that's not your responsibility. That's hers. Yeah. Okay. Now it is time for Don't Blame Them, which is where a listener will call in with their own advice from uh, a call that we played on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience or they just have some insight that they would like to share with the uh, original caller. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in for Don't Blame Them. Uh, specifically season eight, episode 18, and the more specifically, the religion conversion call. Um, I just wanted to drop some advice from the perspective of someone who grew up in a pretty conservative Muslim household. So if we're talking about religion, technically, Muslim men are allowed to marry women who are Christian or Jewish. I myself have several male family members who are married to Christian women, Now, if we're talking cultural or personal standards, that's obviously different. We all know that culture can sometimes be the bigger factor at play, even when something is religiously sound. For example, I've known some parents where, like, being Muslim isn't even enough. Like, their kids have to marry someone from the same sect of Islam or even the same country, same cultural background. Um, I'm not saying the mom is completely wrong about the possibility of being shunned, but that's not due to any religious reason. My overall advice to the caller is for her and her boyfriend to share all the ins and outs of your respective religions, or I guess in his case, his parents' religion, so that in discussions, you have a leg to stand on. I also encourage you to do your own research about his religion, and I also encourage you to get him to do his own research about yours. Um, I've just learned from experience that it helps in understanding and also helps people from misleading you about what might be acceptable in religion and might what might be more of a personal thing. And yeah, that's all. Thank you so much. That makes total sense. And I never yeah. thought about it. it yeah, the, the social aspects. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Great insight. Thank you. I hope we get a, a callback from that original caller and some what happens after those conversations. Yeah. Anyways, um, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go leave a review on the podcast app, we would so appreciate it. If you are still listening, go comment on the latest Instagram, what you think the MLM was. Yeah. Be curious. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Follow our socials everywhere, our ones for the podcast, as well as our individual ones. Anything else? That's it. That's it. And we will talk to you. You'll hear. We'll talk at you and you'll hear us soon. Sooner if you listen to But Am I Wrong? <laughs> Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.